Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. Now, with the COVID-19 pandemic presenting challenges to many organizations, it's no secret that the pandemic pushed businesses to ramp up digital transformation. But many might be struggling now to keep the momentum going beyond the pandemic. NUSISS might be able to help. While celebrating its 40th anniversary with the launch of a new brand and logo, it's also heralding its new purpose of shaping learners and organizations for the next curve of digital excellence. It was established in 1981, by the way, and it provides graduate education, executive education programs and research services as well to develop digital talent, something we sorely need here, right? And around the world as well. Let's find out more about their collaborative efforts with businesses, trade groups and professional bodies as well to strengthen and sustain digital capacities in various industries. Kong Chan Ming joins us, CEO of NUSISS. Hi, Chan Ming. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. Hi. So, Chan Ming, tell us more about how you view the current global changes. I'm talking here about economic uncertainties, geopolitical risks, and don't forget the fall of big tech impacting digital talent, not just in Singapore, but globally as well. I guess we are living in interesting times, but we should recognize that in Singapore, our industries do have very strong fundamentals. And therefore, I believe that their needs for digital skills will remain resilient. In fact, what we're seeing is that despite some of the tech companies retrenching some staff in certain job roles at the moment, if you look at the macro picture, tech companies are still hiring in many job roles, although there's some evolution in the types of job roles that they're looking at. And if you look across the industries beyond tech, in fact, in every industry sector, all of them are looking at ways to digitalize. And they're looking at ways to either to increase their digital workforce or to look at expand their abilities to bring in the expertise and the digital capabilities that they might need. So I think it's looking good and it's about being able to keep pace with the evolution in the digital skill sets that the industry would need moving forward. Let's talk about this keeping pace with the evolution, because for many years now, there has been a shortage of digital talent. It would seem that we didn't really keep pace with the evolution. Moving forward, how can this be done in a more sustained fashion so that we're not again wondering about where to get the best digital talent? Well, I think industry professionals face different challenges depending on their backgrounds, depending on where their organizations are in at the moment, and also depending on the aspirations of both themselves in their career as well as for their businesses. So I think what is important is that we recognize the different challenges and we look at different ways. In the case of NUSISS, looking at different learning pathways that will be relevant for them and to help them through those learning journeys in such a way that they will always emerge better and stronger in what they need moving forward. And also in terms of ensuring that whatever they learn gets into practice. So practice orientation in learning programs is extremely important so that there's always this translation of skills learned into what the businesses might need to ride the waves of change and challenges. Chan Ming, could you give us a perspective on why we ended up in a situation where there was a shortage of digital talent to begin with, of tech talent to begin with? Because, I mean, sure, your institution does do a lot of work in this arena, but you're just one institution. What exactly was missing? 
pricing that led us to the situation that a lot of executives are worried about right now. In fact, a lot of CEOs say that they are still quite worried about how they are going to get tech talent moving forward. Well, the overall situation is such that because all businesses are digitalizing in one way or the other, what it means is that at any point in time today, with whatever resources we have, it's never going to be enough. So we will have to continue to grow our digital workforce. And this is true in all countries, not just in Singapore. And we have to look at smarter and smarter ways to enable our digital workforce through the use of smarter tools, smarter systems, smarter processes. So it is a challenge. It is a challenge of meeting supply with demand, but it is also a big opportunity for professionals to come forward, to learn and to be better prepared to be part of addressing this challenge in the companies. So you've got a range of programs. Tell us how this helps make things easier. Well, if you look at digital transformation, there are some key pillars that any business would need to go from where they are today to where they want to be in the digital future. And I can highlight a few of such pillars. Mm. One of them is about data, the ability to manage data, the ability to draw insights from data and to make better decisions out of data. Another aspect would be in terms of design, how organizations can design the way they run the business, the way they deliver their services or the way they design their products and develop their products. So design thinking is another key pillar of what organizations would need for digital transformation. And adding to that, agility, because digital transformation is not a straight line from here to there, but it is what we call is going through many curves of change. And each of these curves require a lot of agile and flexible responses to the way we have to manage risk and the way we have to manage change as we go along. So agility is also a very critical core skill that is needed in digital transformation. I also see that you have something on digital leadership. So actually, it's a lot about strategy as well, not just hard skills, but soft skills as well, right? Yeah, I think what is important for all of us contributing to digital transmission is that we need to be holistic in our skill sets. It's not just about understanding technology or being able to write the software codes, Mm. but being able to work as teams, being able to take the lead, being able to plan, to design, to manage change. So it's a whole range of hard and soft skills that we need. And certainly digital leadership can be built and manifest in everyone. And I think this is uh, absolutely critical for all of us. I understand that you've undergone a rebranding. Tell us more about this. Why was a rebranding even necessary? Well, you know, through our rebranding, we are expressing our commitment and readiness to partner with all our stakeholders to bring our industry forward into the next curve of change. It is a affirmation that even with the many contributions that NUSISS has made over the past 40 years, that we will not stand still, we will not just rest on our laurels, but we must continue to stay relevant and to help our industry to be ready for tomorrow's challenges today. So for that, I think it was very important for us to have this strong commitment to our industry that we are ready to work with them for the next 40 years. You also have a digital futurist challenge going. Tell us more about that. I understand it was unveiled at your anniversary dinner. Yeah, yeah. It was a very interesting activity that we had over the past two months. What we did was we rallied our youth. And, you know, our youth, these are our future leaders, our future digital leaders, our future digital talent. We invited our students from our local universities, our polytechnics and ITE 
to take part in this digital futurist challenge designathon to envision and design solutions for Singapore in the year 2016. It reflects our optimism that Singapore's future can actually be in very good hands of these young and bright minds. And our guest of honor, President Halima Yaakob, was very happy to see the kind of enthusiasm that the youth has demonstrated through the innovative projects that they put forward in the designathon. Chan Ming, what about mid-career professionals who are still in the workforce or older individuals who are still in the workforce and want to be ready for all of this and adept at taking on tech jobs as well as we move forward? Professionals who have come through ISS and USISS doors have ranged from the very young to the very mature, mid-career and so on and so forth. So what is important is that we enable them through the relevant pathways, relevant learning pathways to get to where they want to be. And on the part of the professional who comes through our doors, what is important for them is to always have an open mind to look at what they have as their set of skills and how they can add to that or complement that with the learning that we could help them with through the NUS ISS programs and then emerge better and stronger for the future. So yes, we have been actively helping a lot of mid-career professionals that way. Thanks very much for your time today, Chan Meng Kung Chan Meng, CEO of NUS ISS. Thanks for joining us today. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.